Good morning, welcome back to Hilchot Shabbat Sefer Zemanim of Harambam, Mishneh Torah Perek the fourth chapter. The subject of this chapter is Hatmana. Hatmana is something that you have to, again, place yourself a thousand years ago or even a few centuries ago. You wanted to have food that was more or less warm on Shabbat. Now, we said in the last chapter, it's a problem to leave it on the fire. So naturally, the next best option is to insulate it somehow. Well, there is rules, there is halachot about this as well, and that's the subject of this chapter. Halacha Aleph. יש דברים שאם תמן בהן התבשיל הוא מתחמם ומוסיפים בבישולו כעין האש כגון זפת וזבל ומלח וסיד וחול או זוגין ומוכין ועשבים בזמן ששלושתם לחים מחמת עצמן There is some things that if a person insulates a pot filled with food with them the food is going to continue becoming hot I'm going to explain in a second and it's going to continue being cooked just like it does when it's on the fire itself. And these things that we are talking about are gefet. Gefet is the, 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 ol- the olives after you take the olive oil, so the leftovers. Again, they used to use everything. You have to keep reminding yourself of that. Nothing was thrown out back in the day. Zevel is, uh, is manure. Uh, melah, salt, seed, the whole uh, seed is what you use in order to make cement. And hol is uh, sand. Zugin is the same as gefet, but from the grapes. Umochin is uh, an, anything that's, uh, that's spongy, like pieces of wool or something like that. Va'asavim lachim. So zugin, mochin, va'asavim, those three things, only insofar as they still have some moisture in them. If they are totally dry, they are not within this category. Udvarim elu nikra'im davar hamosif. And these things are called davar hamosif. Let me finish it and I'll There is some other things that if you insulate the food with them, the food is just going to remain hot. But it's not going to continue being cooked. But rather they just prevent it from becoming totally cold. I'm translating a little freely based on my explanation in a few seconds. Um, like zugin, mochin, vasavin, these three things, but in, a, in, in in so far as they are totally dry, uchsut, pieces of cloth, uferot, any fruits, vechanfeyona, uh, feathers, unoret apishtan, it's what uh, the, the leftovers after you clean the linen, unsoret harashim is what comes off from wood after you treat the wood, that uh, that wood, I forget the the, the word in in English, uchlachin. Vigizet Semer, also Shelahim. Uh, Shelahim is uh, like in uh, in the Torah. We have um, it's one of the ingredients for the Mishkan, and it's just uh, untreated leather that's not being uh, it's not it's not being tanned completely. Gizet Semer is uh, pieces of wool. Udvarim elunikraim, and the second category is called Devarim sheenomosif. Davar sheenomosif, things that do not continue the cooking. So what's going on here? This always, always, always uh, was difficult for me to understand because one of the most basic principles of physics, and this seems to remain true even after quantum mechanics and everything else that that is known today, the principle still seems to be true, and that is that energy is not created. 
And therefore, if I have a path that's at, uh, let's say, uh, 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and I insulate it, it could never possibly become more than 200 degrees Fahrenheit. So what's going on? Did, and did Hachamim not know this? I mean, come on, we're not talking about advanced physics here. It's just putting your hand and realizing that it's the same heat or colder. It's not becoming hotter. So what is going on? So I, I have a theory about this. And first of all, I want to explain the word mosif. The word mosif in Hebrew, this is true in the Tanakh everywhere, is not always to increase. We think of the word mosif in modern Hebrew as to increase. And that would be an issue because mosif hevel, to increase the heat, and that conflicts with what we know of physics, the heat does not increase. It cannot possibly increase. But mosif also means to continue. Leosif means to continue. So leosif hevel, we have to translate it here as to continue. Some materials are such good insulating materials that they preserve the heat of the pot itself so well that let's say in my example the pot is 400 degrees Fahrenheit if that's possible and and back in the day uh, pots were very very thick they were cauldrons and they were very very thick metal old metal so they 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 had a lot a potential to get very hot and a lot of heat so it's directly on the fire it becomes 400 degrees the food inside it Maybe it's 250 degrees. Now, if you leave that pot uncovered, the heat, the, the heat excess of that pot is going to dissipate outwards, outside to the air. However, if you cover it with any of these things, and guess what happens? All of the, that excess energy from the 400 degrees now cannot leave outwards, and therefore it goes inside into the food. And lo and behold, the 250 degree food now can become hotter. It's not the pot. The pot, the whole system does not become hotter. There is no increased heat here. However, the food itself, the shield, can become hot by virtue, by function of the walls of the pot, which had so much energy. And now being that they are so well insulated, that heat needs to go somewhere. It goes into the food itself and it can actually help continue the cooking process. So that's how to understand this. We're talking about very good insulating materials and less than ideal insulating materials. That's a, that's the difference between them. Halachabet. Like we said in the last chapter, it would follow from the principle that you can do things before Shabbat that will continue during Shabbat, that you should be able to insulate things with, with uh, even with Tavar HaMosif, with those very good insulating materials before Shabbat, letting the, the, the food continue in, in that system with, with through Shabbat. Shabbat. If we already said that you can even leave things on the fire itself, so how much more so to insulate them? forbade to insulate things with one of these elements before Shabbat. Before Shabbat, the first kezera we are dealing with in this chapter is doing these things before Shabbat. Because the concern, the risk is that. It was a gezerah because the concern is that the the, the food might uh, be boiling 
literally boiling, Tirtah is having boils. It's something visual. It's something that alerts the person who is seeing that, the mother or the father, oh no, my 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 food is getting, it's going to burn. And then he's going to uncover it to let cold air in so that the, the that boiling ceases. And then once again, close that system on Shabbat and then on Shabbat itself, he's then insulating with something that is and that is forbidden. Therefore, and by the way, this would not be the Oraita, this would be the Rabbanan. And whether this is Gezerali Gezera or not, it's a subject for a different class when we get to Gezerali Gezera more explicitly. But it's not Gezerali Gezera. These are two Gezerot done at the same time. Um, so, so again, the concern is because it's very likely that the person will open the insulation and reclose the insulation, and it's forbidden to close that insulation on Shabbat. Then Chachamim said, "Don't even insulate it before Shabbat to begin with." However, Harambam says the Gezerah does not apply to Ben Hashemashot. This is interesting. It's a Gezerah that forbids you to do something for Shabbat before Shabbat. However, you're permitted to do so once Shabbat has begun, Ben Hashemashot, which is the first 18 minutes after sunset. Because within these 18 minutes, it's more than likely the presumption is that most foods, because they had been much longer out of the fire and they are only being heated by the insulation or the insulation is preserving their heat, then it's much more likely that these foods are not going to present this problem of very scarily uh, boiling and, and, and triggering someone to, to want to di discover and uncover them. And therefore, Hamim did not decree during Ben Hashem Ashot. So you can be Tomen Ben Hashem Ashot. You cannot be Tomen before Shabbat. Also, it should be permitted, says Arambam, to do hatmana, to insulate with one of the second category of things, things that are not Mosif, on Shabbat itself. Because one of the things that people might use to insulate is the leftovers of the coals after the fire, especially they didn't throw out anything. So the most natural thing would have been you light a fire, you warm up, the, you cook the food, and then you want to insulate it, you use the ashes of that very fire. That's called remes. And that those ashes might still have some live coals in them. And then we are coming to a concern of a melacha of Shabbat. When you mess with something that has some live fire in it, that's melacha Therefore, Hamim forbade to do any hatmana with anything on Shabbat, even with something that is not that is not of the first category of good insulating elements. famous Mishnah from Babemadikin, we say it every Shabbat night. The time in which we 
we call it Ben Hashemashot, those 18 first minutes after the Shekiah, in which we are not sure if it's night time or not yet, it's a twilight. It's permissible, as we said before, in Halakha Bet, to do Hatmana of something that is hot. It's also permissible to insulate something that's cold on Shabbat with, with uh, any element that doesn't insulate as well, the second category of elements. Only in order to prevent the food from getting too cold or so that it's, uh, it becomes a little warmer. So again, to explain the physics of this, the warmth, the heat is coming from the walls of the pot. The food itself inside might be cold, the pot is less so, some energy stored in, it transmits that energy back into the system, to the pot. Any hot food that, sorry, any hot food that was insulated from before Shabbat, and then you didn't uncover them, but they got uncovered by themselves. The insulation moved. It's permissible to cover them again, because by recovering something that was uncovered, but was covered from before Shabbat, you are not really um, adding any, any heat or continuing the heat of the system. It's not Mosif. So, all of these things, by the way, we're talking, if we're talking about something that was Nitman before Shabbat, we're obviously dealing with a second category of insulating elements, given that the first category is forbidden to use. So, we are already in the territory of things that preserve the heat a little less, and therefore it's permitted also to, to change, to recycle, to... to, to to change from one to another among those elements once Shabbat has begun and it had begun with that insulating system being in place. So you can remove the feathers and put clothes or vice versa. This halakha is going to make it very clear that the explanation I gave is probably correct. If you empty pot A, so you have pot A, that's where you cooked everything, and you have inside it hamin, you have, a, a, let's say, chulent or hot water, <clears throat> and then you empty that into a cold pot, Pot B, then it's permissible to insulate Pot B with any insulating material that does not, uh, that is not one of the good insulating materials. Just like we are permitted, permitted to do with cold things. So, cold things, you're allowed to use uh, the second category of materials to, to, prevent, to prevent it from getting colder. The same is true with very hot things, hot food that is not in a hot pot. So the hot pot is the issue, not the food. Look here. The prohibition of Hatmana on Shabbat is something hot 
that still remains is inside that pot in which it was cooked. But if it was emptied out to another one, then it becomes permissible. This is a little more relevant to our to our um, days, and uh, I'm not going to comment on halachalema. Maybe I'll comment on halachalema aseb, but this is going to be a liba de the Rav Kapah. Manichin meham al gabe meham b'shabbat. It's permissible to place one uh, container of hot water on top of another container of hot water. Or one hot pot on top of another hot pot, the hot pot on top of the container, or container on top of the pot, and it's permissible to also um, uh, insulate them or connect these two these two uh, containers by by using some dough. So you you put the dough between the bottom one and the top one to connect them sort of to let to direct the heat from the bottom one to stay within and continue to the next one not in order to heat one of them but rather to help them preserve the heat for longer because the only thing that was forbidden is to do hatmana hatmana means to cover something, to insulate something from all sides. However, to place one hot thing on top of another hot thing in order to help them preserve their heat better, that's not within the same gezerah that talked about full insulation from all sides. Uh, from here, Rav Yosef Kafeh Shalom says it's, uh, it's not appropriate then to make any analogies or to try to learn anything from Hatmana and to create, to derive any grand universal principles that will inform a question of whether we can use a plata or not on Shabbat. Totally different um, set of facts. That, that's what it takes from this halacha. This halacha shows that the Hatmana is not about preserving heat. Preserving heat is permissible. And one way by which you can preserve heat is by putting one thing that's hot on top of another thing that's hot. What's forbidden is hatmana, is insulating something from all sides specifically. That is what was forbidden, nothing more. Now, unrelated to hatmana, there is something that is forbidden. Aval en manihin keli sonen al keli shabbat, molid bohom bashabbat. But it's forbidden to put something cold on top of something hot on Shabbat because you are creating some heat in the cold thing during Shabbat. This is a tricky question. This is a tricky point. I'm not going to comment on it because I, frankly, have not formed any certain opinion on it. I always uh, I, I go from one... To, to the other, but the question is, how do we deal with platas from this line? So a plata, something that has heat, and then uh, you put something cold on it, and it takes from the heat of the bottom. It seems from this sentence of Arambam that it's not 
correct, it's not permissible on Shabbat to heat, to warm up something that is totally cold. But if you leave it from before Shabbat, that is permissible. And this is not like insulating with something that increases heat. Again, insulation, hatmana, is strictly about insulation. Everything else, maybe it's permitted, maybe it's forbidden, but it doesn't have to do with the gezera of hatmana. I'll tell you what I do in my house on Shabbat. This is not an instruction said to anyone else. This is what uh, the student of Rabbi Yosef Kafeh, Mori Rasson Arusi, recommends to do as a second ideal. So many temanim, because of this, refrain from using platas on Shabbat, or at least they use them only if they leave things from before Shabbat and leave them on Shabbat through the Shabbat. So Rabbi Rasson Arusi recommends if you are going to use a plata, and if that plata is going to have a timer, put the things on the plata while the plata is cold. At least you are not doing something that is 100%, like this example of putting something cold on something hot. You're putting something cold on something cold, and the second thing that is cold is going to automatically, because of something you did before Shabbat, it's going to become hot and thereby heat what you just put. So ideally, uh, Rabbi Ratzon Arusi, and others would say not to use platas on Shabbat for cold things, but if you have to do it, then it's definitely better to do it while the plata is cold than, than when the plata is already hot. And with this, we finish chapter four.